I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome. It is a Thursday edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And we've got AEW Dynamite to talk about. Alex. I'm so happy. I cried last night. I cried. I cried multiple times. I cried. Jeez. And I just, I was like, I was like, I wish Alex McCarthy was here so that we could talk about it because I was just in that emotional state of just, it was too much. It was, it was too much. For, it was too much for Miss Dynamite. Oh my gosh. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you very much. I'm literally just shot home from work I'm, as you can tell i mean the work get up um, work shirt on <laughs> work shirt is on i don't wear this around the house come on now um so i literally just got home packed the kids off to bed bang here i am with steph chase to talk aew what a wonderful thursday once more what a good show as well steph it was a amazing dynamite like everything worked, the matches, the atmosphere, all of it. I'm so happy we're back on Wednesday. They played a video at the end that will make me cry forever. It was so much. It was so much taken in one night. It really was. And oh, more more than that, Steph, how are you? I saw you on Twitter earlier talking about the things you're going to create that got me excited. How are you? Yeah. I'm really good. I'm really, really good. It's the beginning of a new month, and I am someone who loves uh, new beginnings. Like, I hate New Year's Eve because I don't like the partying culture around that day, but I love January the 1st because I love new beginnings, and I always love the first of the month. And I think that July is going to be a hot, hot month in the world of Chef Chase in the in the Miss Dynamite uh, sphere. Uh, so yeah, I'm in a really good mood. I'm happy. I'm excited. Uh, there was dynamite back on a Wednesday. I'm back with you on a Thursday talking about dynamite as much as I have loved the shows we've done the past couple of weeks. Mm. I just still feel like you're my dynamite buddy that I want to talk dynamite about when dynamite's on on a Friday and I'm like watching it on a Saturday morning. I'm like, can't really talk to Alex about it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm so, I just feel like we're back we're in the groove. We're back. Our relationship is back on track. And I can't wait to talk to you and all the Wrestling Daily viewers about this week's Dynamite. We are back in business. Oh, Jeremy Bauman said, what's Alex's other job? I thought Louis took it. Ha ha. <laughs> hey, Louis will never steal my job. Wow. Come on now. Uh, I work for TalkSport. Um, I am their editor for US things like UFC boxing and wrestling. That's what I do. Louis has Dude, started give me sport. I feel you because people ask me, what's my other job? My other job is I work for Digital Spy. <laughs> it's like your other job is your job, but the other bit is the non-wrestling bit. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's the other job. Um, that's like yeah. um, sometimes on my Twitter, people think that's all I do is wrestling, but it's not. I've got other stuff to do. No, um, yeah, I've been watching. I've been I've been forced slash paid to watch Love Island all week, so I I know how what? you feel. Like oh, it's okay, been a lot. I, I mean, I've been I've been watching voluntarily, so more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely I would got never, the better. I would end. never. I know you. Be- you definitely got the better end of that deal. Jesus. Um, <laughs> to, to save the confusion, Louis has. The job I used to have. So give me sport. 
I created, for want of a better Give term. Oh, no, yeah, the inside, the inside thing. Um, Look, the, Alex created the universe and we just exist in it as wrestling writers. In my infinite wisdom, no. Um, <laughs> I created the WWE job at Give Me Sport that now Louis has. So there you go. I was the first. Louis is the that third. That is the ultimate father-son handoff. It I is. It. Poetic. It truly is. Um, it is. Alex's old job, wasn't it? There you go, Sam Chris. You know. You know. Uh, guys, me and Steph are going to have plenty to talk about tonight. But if you want to get in on the conversation, you know what to do. It is WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestling Daily. Hit us with your hot takes, your opinions. You want to talk about the news, whatever you want to talk about, hit us up. We would love to have your opinion shared on this show. You are the heartbeat of the show, as I like to say. And also, Steph, while they're here, no one throws parties better than Steph and I. (laughs) And... um, if you guys want to join, if you want to be like Lizzie Stallion, who doesn't watch Love Island, but has the logo. Not my bag a... either, Lizzie. Not my bag either, but I take the money where it comes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, I watch Raw every week. I get paid to do that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, Lizzie Stallion has a great <laughs> logo next to her name, which you can have too. And a lot of other perks. If you become a member of Wrestling Daily, you know what to do. There is a little link to the side of the video and things in the description. Come and join the gang. And then I will fire this bad boy up. I will will do it. I was thinking of something special I could do if someone joins Wrestling Daily as a member. And I was thinking, if it's okay with you, Alex, if someone joins during the show, I will read them. And they can choose either a section, a paragraph from the autobiography of Brett the Hitman Hart, right? It's a good autobiography. Or Sonny. I will pick a random page. Wow. And you can get either the thoughts of Sonny or Brett the Hitman Hart. So these are here. Just become a member. And right beside your name, a random number. I will open up that page of either book and I will read you something that you'll never forget. I mean, I have no idea what Sonny's book like, although I assume it's oh, salacious thing. <laughs> become a member to find out. <laughs> That's right. And I will fire up this. Look at it. I will fire up And you will keep it goods. wholesome with bubbles. So I'm going to, I will go. leave absolute filth while Alex plays bubbles. <laughs> that sounds dirty within itself, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> That's how we get down on the wrestling daily. I'm going to say those bubbles were just for Steph's return to dynamite being on a Wednesday. Any reason for bubbles. There you have it. Um, Right. Let's get into the titular news, which actually coincides with dynamite. And it's Paul Rebel. My word. Um, Having watched the tag team match that transpired, it was Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero versus Britt Baker and Rebel. Now, during the match, uh, I believe Nyla had just choke slammed Britt and uh, Rebel was coming in essentially to make the save. It really, really reminded me of when Triple H threw his quad out. Almost the exact same, the way they um, they struck. And as soon as uh, Rebel sorry, hit Nyla, you could tell something was really wrong. Like she crumpled over um, and you could see that she looked up straight away because Nyla was meant to grab her and do something. You could tell straight away she was speaking to her, saying, no, don't do that. And Nyla just, uh, which was kind of nice, just kind of tried to get her to the side of the ring to to get her out of harm's way. Um, It turns out afterwards, I think Fightful Select and others have reported that she had a dislocated kneecap, which is a horrible injury. Um, She, I mean, she dealt with it tremendously well. And apparently she was in good spirits once it was put back in. Uh, I think Brian Alvarez has since said that she was, um, you know, kind of okay afterwards. But obviously that's not a nice injury to go through. Um, I did message her last night, actually. She did get back to me. She's okay. But it's a still not a nice injury to go through at all, Steph. It was really difficult to watch because especially if you've seen the clips of her being carried out and stuff, man, it just didn't mm-hmm. look good. 
Yeah, I absolutely love Rebel. Um, I, and I think that Britt Baker is so incredible that we kind of sometimes forget Rebel being such an integral part of the act, but she really is. Um, yes. I love her. She is probably my favorite woman on Instagram. Um, I, I just love her posts and how she carries herself. She's amazing. And it was really sad for that to happen to her. Uh, but, you know, we know Rebel and Rebel can make it work. Uh, of course, you know, she she may get another crutch and she loves the crutch. So good for her. Um, but yeah, it was sad to see it happen to her. And I just wish her all the best because Rebel is amazing. And I don't want to see Britt Baker without Rebel beside her because she's so good. Indeed, indeed. I'm meant to be talking to Britt Baker tomorrow, actually. Interesting. I'll uh, get her thoughts. And I also yes, do. spoke to someone close to Britt Baker today. I don't think you can get much closer. Adam Cole as well. So, Baby. Right? Yeah, almost like Very it planned. Exciting. But it wasn't. Very uh, He's a you, great guy. He's a great he guy. He is. He is. We had a good sort of 20-odd minute chat just talking. You know, it's, it's so much to talk about because of under, since the last time I spoke to him, Undisputed Era have broken up. Roddy's in yeah. Diamond Mine. Um, you know, he's got Kyler Riley again. There's all this talk about call-ups and there's a lot. I spoke to Kyle O'Reilly, so we got the opposite there. If you guys want the ultimate great American bash preview, you can check out Alex and then check out my interview. Exactly. Exactly. Look, we've got you covered here on the wrestling day. Don't you ever worry about that. Let's get into Dynamite. Let's do that. Um, I know we just kind of touched on it. Just want to tie a bow on the Rebel News and say, wish her all the best. Obviously, we all hope that she recovers well. Um, I echo what Steph said. I think she actually is integral to what Britt Baker mm-hmm. has been and become. So all the best to Rebel. All the signs point to that she's out of the woods, as it were. It's just a case of recovering and getting better. Don't know how long that will take, but obviously she did suffer a dislocated knee, so that's a terrible thing. Um, into Dynamite, the show. Now, we kicked off with Eddie Kingston and Penta versus the Young Bucks. Now, I made this point earlier on Twitter, Steph. I think mm-hmm. the Young Bucks are wildly entertaining. Like, I am... Do you remember the time where people were going, are they heel? Are they babyface? And, like, they were kind of drifting around. No one really knew. But yeah. I really feel like they've hit their stride. They're absolutely brilliant right now. They are a TV highlight. The way... Okay, you know, Alex, you know I love fashion. And the way they are pushing the boundaries with this look, the commitment it must take for these brothers to decide on these outfits plus facial hair plus hair dye, I respect so much. And they are so (laughs) committed to this heel character. It is so old school. It is just awesome. And I think that we are at peak Young Bucks right now. Like, this is for... They spent so long in this um, gray tweener area and they were in that Mm. area because they're so good in the ring and they're so spectacular that people say, well, if people are doing these spectacular moves, how can you not cheer for them? Well, you don't cheer for them when they look like absolute knobs and that is how (laughs) they are now. And they're so great. Even having Brandon Cutler and, and Nakazawa out there with facial hair, uh, it's fantastic. And for everyone that can say that they love the Young Bucks because of who they are in the ring, we can all hate on them for how they are presenting themselves. And it's just uh, the commitment, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, I think um, one thing that AEW rarely do that they did in this match is have their champions beaten. But I didn't yes. mind the way they did it. Um, you know, as um, long as it wasn't. Go I was on. just going to say it was it was so needed because this gimmick of beat the champion to get a championship match has been done in AEW at least twice before. So yeah. it was so needed for it once to actually work like this. Yes, exactly. Like it's the same way that you know whoever wins a battle royal one day, hopefully, will win the title because whoever challenges yes. don't they hopefully. don't win. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's the same with this. Um, and obviously we had Cutler and it was the whole hairspray in the eyes. And then there was so much chaos. Frankie Gazarian coming at ringside. And, <gasps> Frankie you know, was, I'm, was on fire. the investment I have in Frankie being the elite hunter is over. 
Steph? Is it my end that's paused? Is it Steph? I, I, I'm i curious to what's going on here. Steph has just paused on her point. <laughs> well, I'll just keep talking until Steph Chase inevitably returns, apparently. But what she was saying about Cutler, of course, is getting the spray in the eyes and then Gallows and Anderson coming up onto the apron and trying to cause a distraction. There was a lot of chaos, a lot of stuff happening at the end of that match. Uh, and it's not great. Hi. This is back. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. I'm so, I'm so sorry. We had a tripping over the wire situation. <laughs> <laughs> I am like Elsa, but I will I will implore you, Lizzie, to let it go. <laughs> ah, um what were you saying, Steph, before you were rudely frozen? Um, I was just saying how much I love Frankie Kazan and how much that I want this storyline to be something that they really um handle properly and build on because my dream is that Santana and Ortiz become the people to take the titles off the Young Bucks and I hope that when they do that we can then have Frankie Kazan pull on in matches with members of the elite and fully make this elite hunter thing like really really work and it's so great and I want to see but I don't want it to be something that you know just fades away after like a couple of weeks I hear you. I hear you. you're dropping maybe, in and out for maybe me frozen again. I'm not I'm not yeah okay. I'm, I'm, I, it's it's difficult Sorry. but we're gonna persevere it's fine it is fine um yeah so I do think that them getting the win. It sets up an intriguing scenario, of course, because Kingston and Penta presumably have a title shot now. Kingston and Moxley couldn't get it done. So, you know, it's going to be a weird dynamic if and when Mox returns and, and what that looks like. So I do think there is an interesting story in play here. Um, but as you say, there are lots of possibilities for who could take the titles off the Young Bucks. Do you take it off the Young Bucks right now, though? They are so entertaining, I'm not sure that you do. Oh, no, Steph. This is all over the place. Hang on. Right. We're going to... We'll try this. We're going to give Steph a bit of breathing space. And then hopefully she comes back good as new. Uh, are you okay, back? Sorry. My internet, because the cord, the power cord fell out i had to then just like connect a mobile and then i reconnect on internet i'm here and i will not leave you again i'm sorry alex carry on <laughs> it's fine that sounds tremendous now we have you back in full flow yes, uh, I, am, I was I'm just remarking here. i was just remarking that the young bucks are so good right now do you take it off them though um i would take it off them i would take uh, I would have Santana Ortiz bet, beat FTR and then take it off them in New York. Ooh, yes. Um, I would. I mean, because I would like to see Proud and Powerful do their thing. I, I think there's so much story you can still tell with the Young Bucks without the titles, which I think is something that you can't really say for many other tag teams because I think you can tell a Young Bucks uh, Frankie Kazarian story. And I think you can tell a Young Bucks uh, Good Brothers story as well because, as you know, I don't fully buy that friendship. Um, and I mm. think that there's other things you can do with them. And I think if you take the tag team titles off them, then that frees up the tag team titles to not be so hooked on like that uh, little storyline that is connected to Omega and like that whole thing as well. I think that if you put it on a team like Santana and Ortiz, we can get a tag team title picture where we're having like something like the TNT title where it's like challengers every week and we're like properly building something. Yeah, I like the ideas. I like it very much. Uh, after this, we had Jungle Boy and Jack Evans. But before that, we did have Ethan Page cutting a pretty damn good promo about his upcoming yeah. coffin match with Darby Allen. Um, full of vengeance. Sting appeared. Allen jumped out of a coffin. Um, they attacked All Ego and uh, Scorpio Sky. 
Uh, yeah, Paige refused to have the match with Alan unless he signed the contract vow and not to touch him before the showdown. I'm a sucker, by the way, for that. <laughs> I like it. Um, I like it when people don't touch before their matches. Me too. Some, Me too. It's, something, it's something WWE used to do quite well, like decades ago. Um, that is not really prevalent. Now they just have many matches. But I do like it when you build the anticipation and the first time you see them go at it is on the pay-per-view. That's what I want. So Absolutely. Um, and I like their like kind of sneaky trick of obviously because their card is so stacked for that Miami show that they were like, we got to move this cor- coffin match. So I like that they worked in the storyline. Also, very happy to see Sting back. Yeah, of course. We all love Sting. And Jungle yeah. Boy, in defeating Jack Kevins, is the first person in AEW to move to 50 wins. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. That's so, so great. I think that this match was really good because so often I feel like in AEW, somebody gets their championship shot, whether it's the World Championship or the TNT Championship, and then, you know, they fail, and it's like, oh, I'll go home for a couple of weeks. And he was Uh back the next week, and the storyline was like, this guy, he did not win the championship. He came so, so close, but... That experience and that defeat has made him a better wrestler. And I think he showed it tonight, um, last night. And I think that Jungle Boy was great. And it's very good that, no, we can't give him the accolade of being the AW champion, of course. But we can give him the accolade of being the first guy to reach 50 wins company. So I thought this was, this was a great progression of Jungle Boy uh, as a character for us. Yeah. And, um, you know, what a great life Jungle Boy has. Uh, he's got everything going for him. Anna Jay is now public yeah! their, their relationship. What a cute couple. That's such a cute couple. I mean, I was slightly like, oh, no, because I, I love Stu Grayson. Uh, so I was like, why, why wouldn't you go with Stu Grayson? But this is a super cute couple, and we can all get behind the team of Anna Jay and Jungle Boy. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely we can. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. And after the match, there is a the little bit where the Hardy office, of course, come down, or the Hardy family office, I think they're called. Yeah. Um, and then Jurassic Express, Christian Cage. There was a lot of stuff going on there, which also furthers Matt Hardy and Christian. Steph, what are your thoughts on Matt Hardy and Christian renewing hostilities at this stage of their career? I don't know why you had to ask me about this, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We know, everybody knows that Matt Hardy is my least favorite thing about AEW. And like, I have to to say it, like he really is. I I don't see any benefit in feuding Matt Hardy with Christian, um, to be honest, like at all. Um, I don't like the Hardy family office. I think he's dragging down some guys that could be really exciting on their own. Uh, so this, and then mixing it with Jungle Boy. I mean, last week's show because we, you know, didn't get a chance to talk about it. Last week's main event was amazing. 
to end it with having Matt Hardy and Christian. I was like, guys, uh, like we just we just built the hottest young baby face and you're bringing out Matt Hardy and Christian. I just wouldn't have had them do that. And then this again, I don't mind Christian um, at all. I think Christian's been really well booked in AW. I don't mind him being Jungle Boy's friend slash mentor, but I don't know why he has to be on the opposite side of the ring as Matt Hardy. Like these two guys have to be paired together. It's just not for me. It's not for me at all. Sorry. Uh, let's move along to. Is that a hot rude. take? Because you didn't even that answer. Is... is that a hot take? I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm. Uh, it's not a hot take. Uh, I totally understand where you're coming from. I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't. I, it's hard because I. I yes, like it. it that, I, I like it that they're not like super prevalent on the show. Like I like yes. it that Matt Hardy isn't you know like world title and clogging up main yeah, events or anything I, I i feel like if they're gonna use him it's not the it's not the worst way it could be worse in wwe it would be worse um mm-hmm. so I, I get the idea that they're working with private party and you know he's trying to i guess the eventual thing is to give them the rub i guess um don't know how we get there but presumably i don't know get- how we get there Presumably, at one point, they get tired of their shit, right? They get tired yeah. of Matt Hardy's shit, and they turn on him. And it'll be great when it happens, I presume. Uh, for Christian, <sighs> you've been retired that long, right? You come back, and I know there's going to be people that go, oh, yeah, but he trusts Matt Hardy, and he wants to work with him. Hey, I, I think you've been out that long. Then there's a ton of guys that people want to yeah. see you work with, right? There's a ton of guys who could do amazing things with Christian Cage. So am I all for it? Not really. Um, is it okay to pass the time? I guess it's just, you know, it's just that. Did you ask me a question? I didn't even actually take that in. Did you ask me a question? What did you ask me? I uh, No, the, I wasn't asking you a question, but it was oh. just because we, we moved on so fast that I was like, have I said something totally controversial? It says, Alex go to bed at night dreaming of Matt Hardy versus Christian. And are we no longer friends? So I was glad that you clarified that, that yes. I feel like you're on the same page as me, but, but maybe not as against it, but we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like I'm not like you know. It doesn't make me mad or anything, but I I look at both yeah. men and think they could they could be used better. Um, yeah. But there you go. I I think it's uh, I was just letting your opinion breathe. I felt like you'd said it said it well. <laughs> you know, I was just letting you have it. Never mind. Let's move on to the next segment where Andrade El Idolo said he's going to challenge Matt Seidel uh, just because his music played and he came past it basically. <laughs> That's why you have a match these days. So Andrade's debut outing will be against Matt Seidel, and that is next week on Dynamite. Uh, after that, we were joined by the AEW World Champion, Kenny Omega. Now, anybody, anybody who knows anything about me and my opinions on AEW know that I am big on Hangman Page being the guy to dethrone Kenny Omega. That is something I really believe will be a momentous moment, not just for Hangman Page, but for AEW. Quote me on and it. And for me. Big moment, right? So, for this segment, so masterfully done, um, where Kenny was with Tony um, Schiavone, and he said about his win on Saturday, and there's no challengers left, but the Dark Order, Hangman's best friends, came out, uh, and basically Omega, you know, he scoffed at the idea of uh, one of the team, one of them challenging him. I thought what he said to five was fantastic. The whole, you wouldn't last two minutes with me. Of course, for anyone who doesn't know, there was all the criticism in the world for Omega's match with him, giving him too much on Dark. Many, many, I say all the criticism, I think it was just Ryan Satin. But either way, uh, it was a big talking point when it happened. Uh, so that was a great little line. Uh, then, chance of cowboy shit ran out in reference to Hangman Page, and Omega would say that Page doesn't have the right to hoist a title. Um, and he ended the promo with goodbye and good night. Bang! As if to say, the cleaner has left the building. Steph, what did you make of this segment? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I'm going to combine it with the next time we saw the Dark Order. I was, I was 
10 out of 10 on the emotional breakdown scale. <laughs> um, we had Kenny coming out, you know, declaring himself as the best and he's beaten everyone and he has. We all know that Hangman Page, he's got the, the record to be the next challenger. And he had, and his friends, without him telling them to do it, came out and advocated for him. But his name was never mentioned. Uh, it was so, it was just wonderful to see the Dark Order like that come out and tell Kenny that there's someone else and Kenny knew who they were talking about. Yeah. The way they said that was perfect, not having Hangman's name ever mentioned at all and having the crowd just chant. And then when Kenny kind of dismissed it, saying, like, you've come out here, but it's not him. Like, because of what they went through together, Kenny knows that Hangman isn't ready yet to make that challenge himself. And he made it clear. He said, like, you are speaking on his behalf, and he won't want you doing that. And then in the next time we saw the Dark Order, we saw that that Hangman didn't want them to do that. Of course he didn't, but... The the dark order that have gotten to know Hangman over these past couple of months, like they know what is in his heart and they know that how broken he was from what he went through with Kenny and they know that they have to go out there and advocate for him because he's not there yet. But the little speech that they gave him about believing in himself and, and Evil Uno saying like, even when I lost, you lifted me up. It was, it was so heartwarming, seriously. And we just know that Hangman is edging closer to being able to confront Kenny. And that's what we want because we know the history. We know the man that Kenny was before when he joined the promotion. We know that what him and Hangman had together. And we know that Hangman is is holding back because any any other wrestler would demand a title shot like right now because that's what every wrestler does. But with Hangman, like, there's so much more emotion attached to this because this is someone that was his tag team partner this is someone that he went through so much stuff together and he just can't bring himself to face him uh on the opposite side of the ring and it was so wonderful i loved it so so much and also kenny in all his matches he's got so many cronies he's got don callas brandon cutler the young bucks all these people but the person that has more friends in this promotion than Kenny Omega is Hangman Page because he has mm. this genuine, like, like Hangman Page is Snow White and he's got the seven dwarfs and it's a genuinely <laughs> lovely friendship. And it's going to be awesome when it finally happens. So I love that they were finally putting this in motion as much as I've been holding back on it myself because... It's like the thing that you're waiting for so much and you're like, don't don't make it happen now because what will my life be when it's finally over? I was very happy to see the wheels set in motion and in such a nice way as well where his name didn't even get mentioned. Yeah, it was quite an original way. Um, first of yeah. all, Sea Monster says, I hate both these people's voices. Sorry, but I can't. What are you doing here? What? What, me and you? <laughs> apparently um, gosh okay well farewell <laughs> farewell enjoy Bye. the rest of your day soon monster get out of here Bye. Uh, uh, <laughs> um second of all yeah uh, there's a part of me that mm, do i want it to happen all out i i think I that, that, me too uh, I don't, it's so hard I, I want it to happen a lot right but i'm just a bit like there's still a bit of legs in Kenny. I don't think he's you know done yet. Like, where do we go from here? <laughs> like that's that's the thing. It's like you see it coming, and then you but you can't predict the future afterwards. So you're like, I want it to happen, but I don't want to happen right now because then where do we go from here? Like what do we have yeah. after? Like I I would have booked it for for Revolution 2021, being honest. But I I knew they were gonna pull the trigger before then. Mm, yeah, I, I think what's what's the end of year pay per view? Fighter Fest, is it? What's is it? Uh, hang on, doesn't it go Revolution, Double or Nothing, All Out, I mean, and what's right. Full Gear, Full Gear, right? Full Gear, um, and you was F. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Full Gear would have been where I would have done it, right? Like the yeah. end of the year, the journey is complete, kind of thing. That would have but... been it for me. 
It's hard though. Like the September pay per view is kind of like their tentpole pay per view, like moment that they're trying to create. And I think with the situation that we've been in with the pandemic, no fans, whatever, this is going to be their big, like we have fans, we're not in Jacksonville pay per view. So I think you kind of have to like switch your whatever your WrestleMania is, would you would switch it to like that point? So it's, I mean, also in any other year, like it'd be different. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, that's a good point about the September being like almost their flagship pay-per-view. And also, like, yeah. we, we've just started July. If the build, you know, by the time we get to September, if the build continues in this vein, we will want it. You know what I mean? It'll feel right. Oh, I'll so, be in tears. I'll be in yeah. tears on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh, my word. I, I want to be there so bad. Uh, Me but too. There you go. Um, let's move along from that immensely entertaining part of the show because next it was Miro defending against Brian Pillman Jr. I thought this was a very good coming out party for Brian Pillman Jr. who uh, obviously everyone knows the name Pillman in wrestling, but he has been blazing his own trail. He's kind of patiently been doing it from MLW into uh, AEW now. Um, And I thought like it, it was the right outcome. Miro gets a dominant win, but Pillman Jr. showed plenty of fire and aggression, um, which I thought was really good for him. Yeah, I thought this was Pillman Jr.'s best outing. And I think in the last two weeks, we've seen that he has got better in the promos as well. Um, He's a really interesting character because he's not been hot-shotted at all. He's been, uh, despite his name, it's been like, you know, work your darks, work your elevation, be in a tag team, stuff like that. And I think that's really, really good. And I think that uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is only getting better. And I think that this week was his biggest chance to shine and he took it and he put on a really great performance. Miro, fantastic. This is my favorite version of Miro, Rusev, this man in general. He is great. What was everyone worried about, eh? What were they worried about? Look at him. But I love it so much because I love that they brought him in as this Kip Sabian's video game Twitch streamer friend because now... We just get to see him, and he's like this crazy messiah complex. I want to thank God for making me so great guy. I love this. I love it so much. And if he had just come in like this, within a couple of weeks, you would have been like, oh, that's what Miro's like. But now every time he's on screen, you're like, this Miro. This is the Miro I wanted. It's so good. Yeah, I dig the God's favorite champion. I dig that a lot. I think it's very good. Thank God for making his wife so flexible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Limba. There you have it. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, Miro, again, it's taken time because, and we've said this before, but Tony Khan is so meticulous in how he books things. You couldn't, he couldn't just inject Miro like this, right? Like no. it took time to do it. And, th- and that might be the case as well with, uh, in, you know, Christian or whoever else who get to where they need to get to when the time's right. To me right now, Miro in this character it's firing, right? It's as good as it could be. Let it let it keep going because if he keeps on with this kind of momentum, I'm telling you, the world title won't be that far out of his future. You won't, it won't. It really won't. Um, no. So a win, a win there. Obviously, next up was the tag match that we discussed at the top of the show, but it is worth um, stating that Baker did get the win in spite of Rebel's injury. Um you know, Vicky Guerrero was relatively entertaining um, during this contest, but um, can't believe this match wasn't a swerve. But anyway, I know uh, it, it was. It's, it's marred by the injury, to be honest. But still, the takeaway from that is Britt Baker got the win. Then we're on to the main event. Okay, now we are talking MJF, Sammy Guevara. Now I want to do this ultra chat for Bo Hill after this match because it will make sense. Um, But MJF and Sammy went at it. It's been long in the making. Lest we forget that Sammy was the one that smelt her out all along in MJF. It's been brewing ever since they were in the inner circle together. Uh, Finally, they met on the final, well, not the final, the last Dynamite at Daly's Place for now. Um, and MJF was the man who got the victory. There was a lot of shenanigans at the end, Wardlow appearing and destroying Jericho. Um, Sean Spears was also in the building. Um, there you go. What did you make of it, Steph? 
I love this so much. I was so 100% invested in this. Um, I was very, uh, I love Sammy. Uh, and I wanted to see him have this moment. The Road 2 video that they did, I thought was the best Road 2 that they've ever done. Um, honestly, yeah. him and Sammy talking, fantastic. Watched that many, many times. It was I was watching that in the gym on Wednesday night, not going to lie, uh, doing, the, <laughs> doing the leg press, watching that a couple of times. Um, I thought this match was fantastic. I thought both guys absolutely went all out on it. Sammy had some incredible spots, but I also want to give props to MJF for being the perfect dance partner for these spots and going along with it. Um, I yeah. think that he really... He really proved himself in almost a Triple H uh, Cactus Jack style way of like saying, you know, because he's not got the, he's not got the like edginess that Sammy Guevara has, but that's his character. But he proved in this match that he will go along with stuff. So I thought I've, I felt like a bit of a rub in that way. But yes. overall, Match was amazing. One of I think one of the best dynamite matches that we've ever seen. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat. I had no idea who was going to win. And um, I thought that Jericho did an incredible job in commentary because he was able to lay out the storyline in a way that the regular commentators weren't because he was able to say like every single beat of it, like how long this has been going on. And uh, I thought that him stopping the interference was very good because I think a lot of people maybe thought just the idea of Jericho being in commentary called for interference, but yes, there was attempted interference, but he stopped that in its tracks. And he just like, everyone just let Sammy and MJF shine a fantastic match, um, a real star-making performance from Sammy Guevara, who the crowd are so behind, and I think the Miami crowd will be even more behind him. And he he was able to kind of get that moment even in defeat to really like show what he's made of. So I love this main event so much. I was edge. It was Steph on the edge of her seat, not knowing what was going to happen. It was great. It was it was very good. Sammy, I mean, we can all wax lyrical about MJF, and he is great in just all his mannerisms yeah. and timing. Sammy Guevara is he has one of the most exciting, innovative offenses in the world. Yes. I yes. would argue some of the stuff he does. I'm like, oh my god, he'll like, do and anything, and it's it's like you you almost feel like his mum when you're watching because like that dive <laughs> he took into the crowd, you're like, Sammy, don't go. But then he yeah. makes it, and you're like, oh, that was awesome. But at the same time, please, please, son, just, like, take care of yourself. But it's so that, good. I think that's the wonder of Sammy being a baby face, because when he was a heel, maybe you didn't get all of that, right? Like, he yeah. stripped back a little bit. But when he's a baby, and you see that in the Stadium Stampede as well, like, the stuff he can do, it's literally yeah. insane. Like, that, I mean, I've said this a long time. The undercurrent of stars in AEW, the young ones. And we're talking like the MJFs, the Sammies, Jungle Boy, Hangman Page still in his 20s, Derby. It, I, I think it's unrivaled. I really do. I think AEW have got like the best crop of people moving forward. Um, it's, it's From a WWE perspective, it's hard to even gauge that because I think they've got like Dominic Mysterio. I can't really think of many others that are in I their early they're... 20s. The difference is that you have like the faith that AEW can have this young undercurrent and they'll actually end up being the main stars where I think in WWE we see so much guys like showing that fire but never getting the elevation that's that's required to actually make them top guys. So I think that's like what's so exciting about so watching someone like a Sammy Guevara or like a Darby Allen or a Jungle Boy. You kind of have that faith as the fan that yeah one day they will be your world champion and they're showing it now and they they will make it to that spot absolutely um 
You know what's interesting is the video package at the end was so good. Oh, where they looked, I cried they so hard. They basically like recapped and paid tribute to their time in Jacksonville during the pandemic, and you know, of course, the Brody Lee stuff as well. It was very, yeah. uh, very touching. Well done. You know, WWE get all the praise right for their video packages and all things of that nature, but one of the better ones I've ever seen from AEW, Steph. Absolutely. I love this package so much and I did cry and I watched it about four or five times once the show <laughs> ended. Um, I thought it was beautiful and it reminded me like this uh, pandemic has been awful for everyone and it's been mm. so hard and it made me think like you forget the great moments this company has given us throughout this time and it's such a new company as well that like, seeing all that stuff together like thinking like Wow, you like remember when FTR freaking rolled up at Daly's place, you know, like so much yeah. so far back. And it was just so touching and it was a great way of acknowledging uh what we've been through and thinking about how it just made me think that that this this pandemic and everything that's happened, you know, there is many different ways to handle it. And, you know, I've been feeling pretty emotional myself recently and any of my AW weekly viewers will know that, but I think sometimes, and I'm saying this, like, of course, depending on your circumstances, because some people's circumstances are those, which means that they couldn't have gone any other way. But when this happened, you either make the most of it or you don't. And AEW is a new company. They made the most of it and they showed this video package of them really, you know, delivering during a time when they could have just said, hey, I'm I'm tapping out because this is too hard. And, and they gave us a lot. And I thought it was really sweet and inspirational and great for the fans and the fans of Daily Space that have kept them going. And I know that they're coming back to Daily Space next month and, and whatever, but this is the actual end of the Daily Space era. And they're so lucky to have had that venue and I hope yeah. they keep coming back every year. You know, maybe twice a year would be great because it is synonymous with AW and it's really, really cool. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely become like a, a special home when they have shows yeah. there, they could feel like a big deal. So all in all, WWE dynamite was good, right? Oh man. You had to bring it up. <laughs> you had to bring it up. That was that was, oh, God. I mean, that just 10 out of 10, like, main event, great 10 out of 10 video package, and then... They are. Well, I don't know what you can say at this point. I don't know. WWE champion Kenny Omega on WWE <laughs> Dynamite. Wow. Jim. <clears throat> I mean, it, it happens, right? Bless him. Um... Let's go into the ultra chat that we've got here from Bo Hill in the house, who says, do you have any guesses as to what MJF stipulations might be yes. next week? <laughs> also, love that they didn't immediately have Hangman come out during the Kenny uh, Dark Order promo and instead are playing into his insecurity and fear of losing again. That's an important component of the story, yeah. of course. MJF came up short against Jericho first time around for the inaugural title. Came up short against MJF for the ring. Came up short against uh, Kenny Omega for the shot to get the title that Kenny has now. So every big moment in AEW thus far, as a solo standpoint, Hangman has come up short. So I do think they're doing it very well. Steph, do you have ideas and thoughts on that? Yeah, I think they're doing amazingly with the Hangman story because we know how freaking fast WWE pulls the trigger and something, and this is the absolute long game. This is the from the creation of the company long game that they're playing with this man, and I love it. And I love just continuing to play the long game further by not even mentioning his name tonight. So, yeah, they're doing a great job with Hangman, and I, it's going to be the ultimate reward for people like day one fans that know hangman's journey and you know what even if you don't know hangman's journey even if you started watching last month he, you can still get behind him because he's that kind of baby face mm, absolutely agreed um guys in the live chat we've got 10 minutes to go here i will ask Steph some stuff but we are going to take some questions if you want them so remember if you want to ultra chat and make sure you have stuff read out Feel free, but in the live chat now, start populating your questions on AEW or otherwise, and we will take 
some of those questions. Steph, you, uh, you didn't say. What do you think MJF's stipulation will be? It's going to be a match with Wardlow, and that's the match I've been waiting for. And I'm so excited. It's 100% going to be a match with Wardlow. It's going to be a take on what he did with Cody. He made Cody face Wardlow in a cage. There's no way he's not going to make Jericho get through Wardlow. This is the match I've been waiting for. It's a match A match with Wardlow will be a stipulation. If it isn't, if it isn't, they have played me. <laughs> they have played me for months. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure it's going to be at least one of the stipulations will be a match with Wardlow, 100%. Now, I know both of our hearts are telling us that Wardlow would go over, but would he? No, Jericho's winning. I'm 100% supporting Jericho. I think he's going to win. He has to win. He has to get the match with MJF. I just want to see him face Wardlow so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy as well when you look at these AEW shows. There's so many people who weren't on it or didn't feature right? That's how mm. deep AEW is now. I don't know, like a take on T is kind of quietly going up yeah. the rankings. Who could be a fixture for Britt Baker? Um, it's interesting what her trajectory might be uh, in terms of Britt Baker, like who her next opponents could be, because you could say take on T is in line. Thunder Rosa, that rivalry is never too far away. And again, yeah. we're talking long game. I still think by the end of this year, Jade Cargill makes her way to the top of the card. Like, d- oh, just 100%. by virtue... Just by virtue of the uh, ranking system, she'll be there sooner rather than later. So, I think uh, yeah. The, re- the return to crowds is going to be really, uh, really interesting because I think, you know, you mentioned Tay Conte. I think she's she's great. And I think that when we return to uh, live crowds, like touring live crowds, um, she can get a heck of a lot of momentum. And once yeah. she gets that momentum, once she put her in front of live crowds, she I think that she's going to get such a great fan reception because fans absolutely love Ty Conte that then she will be a credible challenger just through the support that she can get behind her. I think that Britt Baker, she should get a title shot and Britt Baker should defeat her. Yeah. And then I think that you can do something when we come to the to the end of the year where Brit pretty much turns face because her challenger is such a heel and that challenger would be Jade Cargill. Indeed. Um, Matthew Ledesma saying, B Priestley has joined NXT UK as Blair Davenport, SRS reported. Um, Indeed. I mean, a lot of people... Has he just said that tonight? Or he might have just confirmed it or something, but... Um, I think that's pretty common knowledge. Is it not, Steph? Am I wrong there? I thought, I don't know. I think that we saw that video and nobody thought of anyone but Brie Priestley. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether or not she's made her debut, but it appears Brie Priestley is NXT UK. Yeah, well, of course, it's on now, so it might have just, it might have happened. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I always, I went back and watched last week, um because the main event was really, really good. Um, Ilya Dragunov, Rampage Brown, and Joe Coffey. It was really great. And then Volta came out after. And Dex Dragunov, so it looks like we're going to get Volta and Dragunov too, which is probably the best match mm. NXT UK can produce. So, wow, uh, very happy about that. But, yeah, anyway, B yeah. Priestley in, in NXT UK. I remember interviewing her when she first signed with AEW, and she was saying how close she was to going to NXT UK. She's real life, really good friends with Tony Storm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like they, those guys in that circuit, like Tony Storm, Kelly Ray, Viper, all really good friends. So I think it was hard for her to not do that in the first place. So yeah. the fact that she's made it there now, cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do there, without a doubt. I mean, good for her. Like, B's a really good worker. I've enjoyed her work with Stardom. I've worked with her in Rev Pro, and I just wish the best for her. So, if this is what she wants, good for her. Blair Davenport, as we will call her now. Of course. Um, You know what I thought about the other day as well when I did an interview with um, Grant Holt. I thought of you, Steph, because he said that he did some work with um, Ricky Knight Jr. Yeah, uh, when, he, when he was doing his training, I remember you saying you think he's going to be the guy, right? In Rev Pro, um, he's going to break 100%. out. A hundred percent. I'm Ricky Knight Jr. So on Sunday at the cockpit in London, it is Ricky Knight Jr. versus Dan Maloney for the Southside Championship. Um, so Ricky Knight Jr. is someone that I've been lucky enough to watch up close because of my work in Rev Pro, any of the Rev Pro on demand shows that you've that you've seen. 
Uh, I've been able to see those matches live. Uh, the, it's the little things that he puts into his matches. I think he he gets it. He 100% gets it. And I'm not seeing anyone like that who is young and not signed with a major promotion uh, ever before exude what Mickey Knight Jr. exudes. So if you're looking for someone from the UK to like get behind as like the next thing, if you want to be the first person on a train, uh, jump on the Ricky Knight Jr. Express because uh, he's absolutely fantastic. And I, I think he's the, the guy moving forward, like the the guy that can carry the the UK scene and like fly the flag and, and go to uh, whether he wants to go to WWE or AW, I don't know. But he's an immense, immense talent that it just comes naturally to. And he doesn't he has the name. He doesn't need the name. He's um, incredible, all on, all on his own. He's he's very different from anyone you've even seen from his family. He's great. Yeah, Grant Holt said he is going to be the next big Brit to go to either AEW 100%. or WWE. So yeah. there you have it. Uh, Tanol says, Q for Steph and Alex, would you turn Brit face now? I wouldn't because the roster seems better set up for face challenges with Thunder Rosa, Serena, Shida, Riho. Uh, take on T when she returns Anna J. That's a fair point. I I, I kind of think she is a face now. Like wh- whether intentionally or not, right? It's like uh, I think we yeah. were saying the other week, Steph. When uh, remember when, like, when the Rock when he was and I'm, I'm not making that comparison, but when he first turned baby, he was a mm-hmm. bit of an asshole. He wasn't, a, you know, he wasn't yeah. like a cookie cookie cutter baby face. Like hey, root for yeah. me. Um, and I think Brit's kind of the same. Like she's really popular and over, but they're not going to change too much as what has made her that right. So the attitude yeah. and the cockiness, I think that's part of it, in my opinion. And I don't know if you need to be so black and white about it, like heel versus face, because there's a lot of times in in AEW where they do, they do ignore that dynamic. It's just about the matchup. I think that Brit is the the cool heel, and everyone loves a cool heel. Everyone loves a cool a cool bad guy. And I think if I was AW, I think it's interesting that we were just talking about Ty Conte because she's someone that I see this in that rather than sitting around thinking about should we turn Brit face or should we change anything about face or Brit uh, her presentation, forget that. Focus on building a strong baby face that people can get behind, and someone like Ty Conte is that, and I would focus on that instead, and I would not turn Brit, I wouldn't turn her ever, I would make it more organic, but let, like, the, allow people more to cheer for her when she comes against an even bigger heel, which I would make to be Jade Cargill. Yeah, it's got to be, I think the end goal has to be Jade Cargill, personally, and I I would keep it on Brit until that point, because Brit is Mm -hmm. one of your biggest stars, regardless of gender, so... There you have yes, it. Totally. Um, what is what else have we got going on in the chat? Uh, just a lot about Blair Davenport, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> she must be on TV right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, uh, what is your content looking like this week? Talk to us. When can we see yourself and Kyle, for instance? Um, yeah, so I put up an article on, on Digital Spy um, about Kyle talking about Undisputed Era and, and Adam Cole. I, I thought it was quite interesting, some things he said about like how NXT allowed them to um, kind of like breathe and give them like good creative as a faction so they could become these cool guys that they ultimately became. Um, mm. So that's up on Digital Spy. AW Weekly is going to be on Monday this week, um, just because I'm busy this weekend. Uh, if you are in London, Rare Pro Live at the Cockpit on Sunday. It is, of course, a limited capacity show. Um, but that's going to be the first show that I do with fans there, which is pretty incredible because the last live wrestling I ever saw was uh, Rare Pro Live at the Cockpit in uh, early March 2020, before I realized that it would be the last time I'd ever see wrestling. It was a great show that Eddie Kingston was on. Uh, oh. Now, we return to the cockpit. We have actual fans. Um, and, you know, look out for my my Twitter, at Stephanie MTS. See him on Instagram, Instagram more so. I'm going to try and put some, like, photos and stuff from the stuff I'll be doing at that show. But right now, I am just super excited to actually 
be at a live wrestling show where there are going to be people because of course I you know I taped the empty arena stuff, but having fans there is something else. So that's what I'm really excited and happy about this weekend and this week moving forward. That's gonna be awesome. I'm um I'm out in London on Saturday, Steph. There's a fact for you. Ooh. I am. I am. It's, it's a stag do. Um, <gasps> no that, way. Lots of yeah, I know, I know. Um, and obviously it's the day that England are playing. So yes. um, I can't reveal too much because <laughs> the guy might be watching, but um, I am, I'm one of the best men. There's two of us. So we've put together. Oh a my God. A, Bit of a Mate, day. If you, need a, if you need a friend, I'll be out. I'll be out in London Saturday. Steph, I'll like drop you. I'll drop you a text. <laughs> yeah, when I'm in my state, I'm gonna be like Steph. Um, I'll hit you up. Uh, I'm gonna finish on a question here from Adam Pearson because I want to mention this. Adam has just had surgery, so all the best to you, Adam, my friend. All the best, Hope you're Adam. recovering well. We love you. We do a, love a you. Great here. friend of the show, an absolutely yeah. a great person to know one of the all-time great eggs, he says, is putting Roddy in yet another stable good for him or is it a mistake? I no. think it's different for, for, for my money because he's the leader this time. Right? Yeah. He's, he was he was a follow, he was like the last piece for the Undisputed Era and he was, yeah, he's great, he was great, but he's the leader here. He's different. I think partnering him with Malcolm Bivens is great. I think I've been begging for Bivens to be on TV for ages. Um I think it's a fresh coat of paint, to be honest, Steph. I kind of disagree. I think that it's good that he's the leader and I get all the points that you're making. He's in there with really great guys. But at the same time, like, Undisputed Era is iconic. Like, it yeah. it really is. And I think that we're not right, like, we're not in the place yet to really appreciate that. But when we look back on the NXT glory days, I think Undisputed Era probably went longer than it should have. But it was... When it was great, it was awesome and it was the best faction that we'd had in, in a long time. So I think yes. taking a guy out of one of the best factions ever and then putting him in another faction, even if he's the leader, is probably not the best move for him. I like Roddy a lot. Um, he's a great wrestler. Um, I met him once in a long time ago and he was nicer to me than many people have ever been like he, he will always <laughs> stick with me the time that i met Roderick strong that's a story i'll tell one day uh on on a show when when people pay money but he's, yes. he's a great guy but i don't i don't think he's he's not like a the most charismatic guy yeah um, well. he's like he's a great worker guy so he had such a great spot in the undisputed era not sure about diamond mind but i will certainly give them a chance yeah, I mean, SP3 makes a good point, kind of Roddy throughout his career, Ring of Honor and stuff. That kind of is what yeah, he's always he done. Um, but I I was kind of ready for Roddy Strong to pop up on Raw and SmackDown and have bangers every week. Like I, I you know, I just I thought he'd be a great kind of mid-card champion there, great worker. That's yeah. that's but I'm like Steph says, I'm ready, I'm more than willing to give him a try. Um yeah. for sure. I want to see what he does. But yeah, he definitely has had that. Uh last Jeremy Bauman says, How do you guys get the, these interviews professional <laughs> wrestlers? Um, well, there's not like a a, a a like you know, a general blueprint, but generally speaking. I think it's about getting to know PRs, doing good interviews for one. You know, you don't get them again if you're bad, really. Um, yeah. But it depends who you work for as well. You know, the outlet is certainly in WWE's case, it makes you more attractive for them, right? So you have to build yourself to a point where you're doing stuff on that outlet. I know Steph has worked really hard to make wrestling a thing on Digital Spy, and I did the same with TalkSport. So it's not a simple process, right? It isn't. Yeah, it, it might seem it, when we just say, oh, yeah, you know, we've reached that WWE and then you get an interview. But believe me, there's a lot that goes into making yeah. the connections and and building up your profile to the point where they then trust you to have this. And, you know, they don't just hand it out to anyone. It's a time thing, I think, Steph, time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you put the work into something, you'll get the rewards. And the reward for us is getting to interview all these cool names. So, yeah. Indeed. Now... Thank you very much, Steph, for your wonderful time on this fine Thursday. It was a delight to talk NXT. Uh, no, he didn't. AEW no, again. Jim Ross. Jim Ross. <laughs> we talked dynamite. <laughs> God damn, oh my JR. Gosh. 
Alex, you're going to get a roast on, on Twitter from the Wrestling Daily fans there. For- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've always said it. JR's great. Leave JR alone. Um, no. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, guys. Really appreciate it. As always, yes. I'll be back tomorrow. Yes, I will. With Alex from Queen of the Ring. So Nice. Awesome. Oh, she's yeah. great. Yes, she is I love great. her. That's awesome. Uh, so that's a great one. We've got a great lineup, by the way. In the next few weeks, we've got Andy Shepard from NXT UK, the commentator Ooh. coming on. Uh, Robbie Fox from Barstool Sports is coming on. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, we've got some great ones lined up. Uh, Pete Quinnell and Adam Blompier, uh, they're all going to be coming on, all of them. So it's going to be a great next few weeks on Fridays. Uh, remember, Steph told you earlier what to do to hook up her show. That's going to be on Monday next week. And Kyle O'Reilly, of course, there's already some stuff up on Digital Spy. I'll be dropping Adam Cole tomorrow. Thank you so much, guys, Thanks. in the chat. We appreciate you as usual. Take care of yourself. Steph, I'll probably see you Saturday. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.